0: Hello everybody, Kevin J. Johnston here. I have a special guest with us today, Ellie. Yes, that is correct. The true transgender man, woman, amazing individual that uh, we've had on the show a few times. And we're very, very thankful to have her here today because the LGBTQ nonsense is becoming crazier by the day. There's our slide right there. Everything the LGBTQ plus need to know. So Ellie being... uh, I guess an ostracized member of that particular clique has a lot of really uh, negative things to say about them because, well, they need that type of negativity. Why? Because they're incredibly negative people on their own. Ellie, let's just jump right into this. Welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Um, I'm just going to quickly fly through it. You were born a man and then... actually, I was born uh, a little
1: male child, a baby. But, and then I grew- and then man. So you grew
0: into a woman, and you knew that you wanted to be one, and yeah. then you got the scissors and, and everything else out, and you turned um, that into that, but yet you carried through it the whole thing. Do I have it all correct?
1: Yeah.
0: Wonderful. Yes. All right. Um, you are conservative. You and I share a lot of political views that are similar. You are a trans woman, as I think the term goes, or is there a different term? Not trans woman.
1: Yeah, that's right. Trans
0: woman. Okay. And you're a trans woman who's not welcome in the LGBTQ plus community. So yeah, by little means, tell us the story.
1: Go ahead. Uh it's just, you know, look, I, I, I get it that they support the liberal party because the liberal party is the one that gave them the most, but you know what? Look, when it comes to right and wrong, I draw a line and I, I don't take allegiances that are in, in the wrong. So I stood my ground. Um, you know, I've, I've stood my ground all along and they just they did for some reason. They seem to see me as a token transgender um, that the right hold up on their shoulders and prance around, although that's never happened yet. I'm still waiting, but they 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 imply that I'm some kind of a token for the right to hold up. Look, I was fighting this fight long before all of you ever joined it. Forty year plus years ago, I was fighting this fight and learning who my enemies are. They just kind of want to fall into all the liberal bullshit, and I just won't. So we kind of split ways. Uh, and then recently when this whole schlamoo with the sex ed program, written by Ben Benjamin Levin, is a convicted pedophile, by the way, and the mutilation of children, the, the puberty blockers and the, the intros into surgery, like breasts off at 14, 15, it's just i'm not okay with that um uh, that is to me crimes against children the lgbt members they all well, the activists they seem to see it a different way they see it as okay because i guess a brand newborn baby can say i'm a transgender To you know it's just gotten that stupid you know and i'm i'm trying to fight it with all i have uh, i have See few people on the right who give me enough credibility and no people on the left (laughs) who give me any. So I've been fighting to get my voice heard. Now I feel it's starting to be heard because I've stood up taller against them. I've now become a reverse transgender activist (laughs) to do the opposite of what the transgender activists are doing, which is needle-aiding children and, and, and indoctrinating and grooming children.
0: Okay, well, let's dive right into this because you know the community better than I do. I know the community from their violence and their insults, their middle fingers. Um, I know the LGBTQ community from all the moons that they uh, perform, you know, where you show me your ass uh, from all the times that they've flashed. We used to call it a rat when we were kids. If you flashed your wang, rat, Yeah. yeah. Uh, the LGBTQs have pulled like some of the, the, the chicks. We couldn't even show the footage that we would shoot, but some of these LGBTQ, I don't call them women, like just things. They would pull their pants down. These are, women we're talking about, girls, Yeah, they pull their pants down and then look backwards at me between their legs and give me the middle finger, sometimes two middle fingers. So my view is their butts in the air, their sphincter wide open, and two middle fingers coming from below. This is what I have been enduring since I got to Alberta. They, they, did, they ignored me widely in Ontario, but they do it out here. Uh, to what avail? It doesn't make them look good or intelligent. It, it certainly doesn't make their argument uh, any more real. I can tell you that. But we're not here about to talk about me. We're here to talk about a real trans woman, you, and the fact that you've been shunned from the community. So why don't you get into some of the opinions that you've made that got you booted out of this community? Go ahead. Let me hear it. Oh, sorry. Booted out of that community and, and welcomed into this
1: one here. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, Well, no. Basically, I I stand against, um, like I've already said, the indoctrination of children, the mutilation of children. I've stood against pedophilia, which the pedophiles have basically infested the whole LGB and the T and the other letters as well, numbers, letters, whatever. And I stand against that. I've stood against, um, just just in general, the parades. Uh, I used to support them in 2017. I said, enough's enough. I found out that the Black Lives Matter are actually running the parades and saying who can be in them and who can't. And that's when I said, okay, enough is enough here. I left. I no longer support anything to do with them. Uh, I used to fly a transgender flag behind me. I took that down and I burned it to show my (laughs) disgust for the transgender movement at this point, which has been infested by government agents. See, these Kevin, these ones you're talking about, these are not lgbt members and if they are they're just like the rogue the rogue ones that'll do anything just to be crazy the actual members are not like that um the new activists and the lgb and the t are government agents they're pulling off government agendas they're using my former community that i fought for to do this and so i basically have been exposing them for about the last six six eight years and uh they don't like it too much so like i said i've, I've exposed all the incels i've exposed the pedophiles i've exposed their <clears throat> uh, their hate groups their you know lgbtfa i've exposed all of that and They're not too happy about it. So as you can see, I didn't get into any of their events recently.
0: (laughs) I saw that you've gone to a couple of the LGBTQ events across Ontario, and they always kick you out. Yeah. They don't like me. I'm a nice person. (laughs) I mean, look, the reason that you and I chat is because you are a decent person. And uh, I kind of like the idea that you don't really like me all that much. And that makes our conversations a lot more interesting. It doesn't change the fact, though, that um, I've seen you treated as unfairly as me by the lgbtq community they just haven't gone to
1: violence against you yet but do you think that's coming it's coming uh when they when i was at the last event they started holding up flags and i knew right away Step away from the flags and they're saying here i got a gift for you i said i don't want it i backed up a bit eh? (laughs) he knew he knew that i knew and so they they lowered the flag but they they were getting ready so yeah it was it's Antifa driving the show. It's not even the LGBT the strag members. It's L, It's Antifa, and I'm well aware of Antifa through my Yellow Vest days, as you know. And, yeah. Uh, I was I was chastised back then too for, a uh, called child abuser because I stood against puberty blockers and mutilation of children. I was called a fascist. Um, I was called a racist because I want secure borders. I was called a homophobe and a transphobe. I don't even know what for. Uh, oh, it's called transphobe because I wouldn't accept 900 new pronouns. Are they? She, yeah. they, 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 all that stuff. I told them to stick it, up their, stick it up their ass. There's only seven. There's he, him, his, she, okay. her, hers, and that bitch. That's it. That's the only That's pronouns that exist. The rest are just right, made so up.
0: Ellie, I've noticed there's a lot of people that just joined us on on the other platforms here. So to reintroduce, this is Ellie out in the province of Ontario in Canada. Ellie uh, had the full-blown surgery to have, well, a penis and testicles turned into a vagina. So Ellie's a little more serious than the vast majority of these trans individuals out there. And uh, Ellie has conservative viewpoints, which has made her extremely unpopular with the same people that hate me, which I, I find you know, hilarious and pathetic all at the same time. Let's talk about puberty blockers here. Maybe you could give the audience here a bit of an idea as to what these things are and what they
1: do to children. Go ahead. Okay. Well, these puberty blockers were invented, created to help adults with very serious issues. They are also used to castrate um, rapists that are, that are put under a castration order. Um, It's chemical castration. Right. So basically what it does is it sterilizes you as well. So every child that takes the puberty blocker will more than likely never procreate. And if they do, you would have to worry about birth defects and such. Um, but I believe myself, this is the plan, and that's why they're upset that I'm exposing it. Um, now, this is my opinion, okay? This is a depopulation plan. They don't care how many of those kids transition or not. That's not the issue. They want to get them on those puberty blockers because they sterilize them. If you can stop this generation, you stop the next generation from being created. And that's what they're out to do right now. And that's why they're pushing this so hard and so forcefully with law and justice system behind them. Because they have to get this agenda pulled off. That's, and then One that's-
0: thing, there was a report. Yeah, the report I read yesterday was that uh, young males... Who end up on puberty blockers before puberty hits, they will never experience orgasm in their lives. Yeah.
1: No, you and give up your so- rights to orgasms when you you when you take um, the drugs. Like even even the estrogen with me, the estrogen and the T blockers, it kills your. Right there, done. Right. So. Yeah. No. Uh, it goes both ways uh, for both. So. You you basically once you have the surgery, you can never procreate anyway. They've taken your natural genitalia and reproductive organs and ginsu them, so to speak. Um, mm. so they're never going to work as is, and even if you transition back, they will never work as they did.
0: Yeah, I've I've watched the surgery um, out of because I'm look I'm a journalist, so I mean I have to watch these things, uh, and you know. I've seen. I've seen a lot of different surgeries uh, because there's a lot of medical groups that I was a member of online. Uh, and out of all the surgeries out there, that one was the toughest one to watch because of <laughs> just how many cuts there are. And of yeah. course, I'm thinking about it like, yeah, you know, geez, you, I would give you an arm before I gave you my testicles, a, a whole arm. And I would do it myself before I gave that up. So, uh, you know, I guess kudos to you for enduring that surgery. Obviously, it was something that you were serious about, but you waited until what age to do it? Go ahead. I um, started my transition
1: at 55.
0: So full-blown adult, nowhere near your teen years, with no influence from the outside world.
1: No. This was, this was okay. all my decision. My my, I had all these decades to back out if I decided, you know, I'm not really. Uh, it just grew stronger with each decade. So at 55, I finally said, I'm throwing my give a heck card out the window, and I'm doing this. I'm doing my transition. So. Uh, You know, like I said, it's it's something that people need to be mature to really make that kind of decision. And and young kids are just not mature enough to do that. So now let's talk. You've said, obviously, it's part of the
0: population program, agenda 2030. But uh, how is it that we have the schools and all the teachers in the schools out there pushing this? I mean, what went wrong with our educational institution that they think this is a good idea? They're getting paid a lot all right so i had a feeling that was probably the answer yeah the one
1: the, the ones who are getting um the most are the ones who are actually teaching sex ed i mean sex ed is in almost every subject now right so i think they may they may be giving the other teachers bonuses but the ones who specifically do sex ed they get an extra twenty three thousand a year added on just to do that Yeah. And it's not much when you factor in the taxes that come off of that. I mean,
0: essentially you'd be looking at about a 42% tax bracket with their salary and that bonus. So they, like it's 11 grand a year, more these teachers would get Mm -hmm. to point children towards taking chemicals for their body that, that castrate them essentially. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So have you then had the opportunity to speak to any vast swaths of parents? Before or after their kids are in these schools, these indoctrination centers. I mean, yeah, have had we, that chance?
1: yeah, I did. We did a rally here in this town. Um, there was you know, probably a dozen parents there. And I got to speak about my experiences and, and what my opinions are. And, you know, like we weren't telling them don't do it. We weren't telling them do it. We were simply giving them the information. They do with it what they will, I think. You know, the strange thing is this. They want the, these kids to hide the transition from their parents. When you get to school, you can put on your new clothing and, and we'll identify you the way. So this kid's going to live in secret, but they're living at home. Don't you think it's better that the parents know and be a part of that transition uh, than to be shut out? Like, don't you think it's it's really a lot, a whole lot of work for someone to hide that? I know I did it here with my sister. I hid it, and it was murder trying to hide it from her so i just think parents especially the younger child need to be involved and the problem is a lot of parents don't want their child going through it because they know their child's not really transgender and that's what screws everything up and that's why they're telling the schools to hide it and the kids not to tell their parents it's all you know what
0: that reminds me of is the stories that we used to hear in the 70s which would be a molester would feel you up or do stuff to you as a child and then tell you yeah. it's our little secret don't tell your parents mm-hmm. yeah and, and if the kid was like really hurt and in pain by it they would obviously tell their parents about it that's exactly what teachers in Canada are doing now the same thing the pedophiles did in the 70s and the 80s yeah well
1: they're so doing on. it as as a test run to get the kids to 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 actually feel they can trust right what comes next
0: well, what comes next is that these teachers are guiding children down the wrong pathway in life and they're interfering with a child's capacity to develop emotionally and physically, spiritually and sexually. And that's no one else's business. Everybody's journey through life is their journey. You know, as adults, we're all supposed to guide kids down the right pathway. But I mean, why are we even talking about sex before
1: grade seven? Well, it's it's irrelevant Kids well, don't it depends. Like we used to have the charts that would have a male body and a female body and they would show all the different parts, like like in a medical way, right? Like you would see in a doctor's office. That was our sex ed. And then they had some other stuff on the side, but it was, it was nothing about sex and none of like what they're doing now. Well, they weren't talking about doing
0: it. They were just talking about what your parts were, what they did. Yep. Yep. And they were talking about where babies came from. And that was about it. Uh, you know, the menstrual period, that, that was brought up um, and that, that was it. They, they were never talking about how to have sex. They were never talking about the joys of sex. They weren't talking about the joys of anal sex, which is what Ontario started doing about seven years ago. Like you said, Benjamin Levin, who was the uh one of the administrators for education, like the education minister, I think, who had done three years for pedophilia. So That's who's in charge of our education system. Now, what do the LGBTQ people think about Benjamin Levin and this this uh capacity to ruin children's lives? Let me they hear what they have
1: to say. They won't talk about him. But they're pushing they're, it. There's things they won't talk about, and Benjamin Levin's one of them. Because he is gay. Why won't they? And he is he is a well, he's bisexual and he's a pedophile. Uh because he's he's brought shame to their community and they don't want to have to admit that. Do they not see that their community
0: right now is extremely shameful in the way they're, they're treating people?
1: Well, um, the real members, yes, and have been walking away from the community. Um, the community itself is basically comprised of a bunch of activists and minions. Uh, there's, there's not really much of the community left. They're a shell of what they were. Um, but, you know, anyone I talk to that's, you know, just not involved in the politics of it just a member they're not they're not for down for any of this uh they know about ben levin they're not happy about it and they're not happy that he helped write ontario's bill 89 too or 87 bill 87 yeah. the child right. protection bill yeah there we go oh, john
0: john makes a good point there check this out you know when we were a kid we knew the other sex had cooties and that's how <laughs> kids actually want the opposite yeah okay so yeah. john you're yeah. right you yeah. know Grade six, I couldn't have cared less about girls at all. You know what I, I thought about girls? They sucked at hockey. They sucked at soccer. They sucked at wrestling. We didn't want to play with them. That was it. That's how it worked in grade six. I, I think, you know, grade seven, grade eight, you begin to notice. But that's only because your
1: natural hormones are kicking in. And
0: but in grade seven hockey or hockey grade eight,
1: you sucked at skipping. And you sucked at <laughs> playing Barbies. So screw you. <laughs> <laughs> I was horrible at Barbies. I used to throw them. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Come and pick up I mean, a dolly. Call, call a surgeon. <laughs> well, no, we,
0: we had Optimus Prime as boys that could crush Barbie in a moment's notice. Right? Yeah. That's what we were doing, and yeah. and also we we figured out gasoline and matches were really good to turn Barbie into a into a puddle, which was a lot more fun. This is what boys used to do back in those days. But uh, yeah. what I want to get at here is that I was never influenced by anybody in the education system to to perform certain sex acts. And I I don't even think that I was really being uh, propositioned for sex until I hit like 1920. And even then, it would still be a proposition and be like, hey, you know, can I can I touch you? Can you want to do this stuff with me? I had a lot of gay guys hitting on me when I was younger, but I would just say no. It was real simple. Like, nah, guys, sorry, guys, I don't swing that way. And it was done. Like the influence was not there. There was no commercials telling me that I had to suck peepees. I had to bend over. I had to appreciate things that I didn't like. None of that was there, period.
1: No, we didn't have gay gay cartoon porn in our libraries either and all this other crap, the transgender shit. We didn't have none of that. We didn't even have the internet or phones. (laughs) Back in my day, anyway, uh, we didn't even have... I watched the microwave come in, Kevin. I recall um, the microwave oven coming in when
0: I was young. I mean, look, there were still gramophones in people's houses when I was growing up. There was black and white televisions in people's houses until the late 1970s. And uh, the idea of a cell phone, who the hell would have owned that at 45 to 75 cents a minute back in the 80s? We didn't have any of this stuff, period. So there was no real way to influence us uh, unless you had a friend that would ask you to join. But you still had the right to say no. Yeah. now children who are in grade one, two and three, they don't have the right to say no. If they say that they're not interested in this or they think it's gross, the t- the teacher screams at them at the top of their lungs and shames them into uh, into abiding by the LGBTQ radical leftist agenda. Yeah,
1: I have heard the videos so the the audios of that so it's pretty disgusting.
0: It's incredibly disgusting stuff. So now the the uh, the radical leftist agenda here, Uh, that is still pushing this thing on kids. What is it that they've come out and said to you? Like, were you ever approached privately about joining these cliques? Go ahead.
1: No, you weren't. No, but they all know who you are. I was told that, you know, at the yellow vest rallies, if you want to come to our side and that kind of stuff, that was just jibber jabber. I would, I told them, look, that'll never happen. Right. Um, no, I was never encouraged to be a part of this thing with the kids or anything like that. No. No, okay. they, they, they attacked me because I attacked it. Um, I attacked it right off the bat. But, Kevin, I knew about this 12 years ago when they were doing it in the States. Um, I was hanging with a bunch of Patriots from the U.S. And, and they were going through it then. And I thought, that's coming to Canada in a couple of years. So I started warning people, look, look. And they're laughing at me like this will not happen in Canada. I'm like, it's going to happen. It's well, not about it's not about, Trude- it's not about Trudeau or, or Harper or anyone. It's about the elites. They're making this happen. The UN now came out and said we have to accept pedophiles. Well, fuck yeah, you. they call yeah, they, they're, they're, they're calling they're. pedophiles minor attracted persons now.
0: And you're right, the United Nations did say that, and I so wouldn't. did the World Economic Forum, and so did the World Health Organization. Mm-hmm. And that is the part that bothers me. So, oh.
1: But those guys say COVID is real too, so.
0: Yeah, they they did say that. (laughs) And unfortunately, you know what? We have um, TikTok and YouTube censor videos like what you and I are doing right now. You cannot be a member of, um, we'll call it the trans group, which you are only because of your dedication to it. But since you don't agree with the radical left, your opinions are not welcome on YouTube. Your opinions are not welcome on TikTok. This video is not one I can put on YouTube. I'm surprised Facebook hasn't shut it down yet. Yeah. We're live on Facebook right now.
1: They let me get away with murder, Facebook. They really do. I'm glad uh, because I can be a voice for the voiceless. I can say things that you and anyone else could not say. And that's always pointed out to me. Look, you're our voice. Don't don't ever stop. And I I won't. I'll always be you guys' voice. Uh, Because... I've kind of got that magic halo hanging over me with the name transgender. I've left it on my profile for a reason. I was going to switch just to go female. Then I thought, hmm, I'm going to lose privilege. <laughs> my, would. my trans privilege.
0: <laughs> you absolutely would lose that privilege. Yeah. And it's sad that in order for me to have this kind of a discussion, I have no choice but to go to somebody who is transgender, who got the surgery done to have them on the show as the token person that allows the straight guy with a penis to be able to say these things now. That, yeah. And also if you're not on this show with me, you know that they'll use section 319 of the criminal code to say that I'm hate, uttering no, hate speech, to which yeah. of course I'm not. We're just having a conversation. I need you to be
1: able to tell the truth. Isn't that mm-hmm. wacky? Yeah. That's that, that is stupid. It's, it's sad. It's, it's what it is. Uh, I just, I think opinions scare them and they always have, you know, look, look, Kevin, I've had things, I've had to let things bounce off my cheek that normally I would drop somebody in two seconds for, but because people are entitled to their opinions, I always try to remember that and you can't make someone like you, you can't make someone accept you and they're trying to do that right now and it's bouncing back badly on those of us who have worked hard to earn respect from the community at large. And I'm not saying the right. I'm just saying the community. That's a straight community, right? And most of my support base is the straight community, like in the high 90s percent. So I only have so many uh, transgender friends and gay friends. The rest are all straight, uh, most most Christians and, and Catholics. So, uh, But I've earned that. That was not just handed to me. I earned it with my common sense. I earned it with my truth. And that's that is the, something that, well, I know
0: that to be be true. Uh, actually, everybody, if you could uh, do us a favor here, that Ellie's got um, a couple different platforms we can follow her. Yeah, there's Ellie, our special guest today. There's the Rumble link. You'll find it in the chat room. And also, it. yeah, and, and, and you got to brand your thing better. That that number, C292511, that's not good enough. we got to brand you. Uh, but also <laughs> on Facebook, everybody. There's the Facebook link, EllieSophia.Rosetti.7. Oh, yeah, yeah. There, there. There's. Uh, go ahead, guys. Okay. Click the link. I copied oh, it right. for your profile.
1: Awesome. awesome.
0: Yeah, right for your profile. And uh, just so you know, everybody, if you do have questions about the radical left, the LGBTQs, any of this nonsense that we're be- that's being forced on us. Ellie does reply to private messages. Go ahead and message Ellie and and she'll get back to you. Um, Ellie, you make a really good point about backfiring now. There's been a lot of uh, push towards heterosexual guys like me where I must absolutely be turned on by morbidly obese women who are over 300 pounds. What they say is they're proud of their bodies, which we know they're not. And they're lecturing me in that I don't find a woman over 130 pounds attractive. So, it's the same idea. There's a lot of radical leftists who they're men. They didn't get the surgery done like you. They put on wigs and they demand that guys like me, heterosexual males, have to like them, hate them. Yeah. But I, I got to get your take on that. What, what's your message to people that make demands of the normies like myself to to appreciate and love them? Go ahead.
1: They are misguided loyalty. That they're hurting the community. They're not helping the community they're they're turning people away from us and i believe that's what that's meant to do truthfully i believe that's one of the deep fakes or the the types of deep fakes you will see um these guys who threw on a wig and some lipstick like these idiots on tiktok and you know guys like mulvaney in them right dylan mulvaney yeah and, and then this other that. Dave idiot uh but they're they're really they're making a mockery um of the trans community And basically, they're not helping any. Things have gotten worse for me since they showed up. (laughs) I can tell you that. But no, they are not helping the community at all. And I hope they just go fucking jump, jump up, take a long walk off a short pier. That's I'll say it nicely, because I got no use for them at all. And the trans community has no use for them. The real trans community.
0: Right. And of course, they're all full of it, too. Like Dylan Mulvaney is that uh, maniac in the United States. He couldn't get a job as an actor. So then decided to do this one year transition to being a woman. Didn't get surgery done. No. Nope. Aside from a little bit of uh, like a face tuck, but didn't actually get rid of the, the, the twig and berries. Nope. Period. So <laughs> what I did. Is I threw a marriage proposal at this guy. It's a guy mm-hmm. who said that straight males didn't want to date him or marry him. So. I threw this out. I made this as public as absolutely possible. Um, I went through every community that I possibly could in order to get the message to him. And, of course, Dylan Mulvaney's response was, because he got called out, to block me on every piece of social media that he had. And, on top of that, shut down his Instagram page for almost a month to avoid me. (laughs) So, you know, gotcha, called you out. Gotcha. Yeah. How how many people like what percentage do you think are are people like Dylan Mulvaney who are making a mockery of everything go ahead
1: what the, uh, the what percentage of, of the trans community
0: of the, of this this tra- what tr- percentage of the trans community would be fake trans like that guy
1: there <laughs> probably probably near half
0: really that's that at many this,
1: huh at this point in the game yeah Yeah, the deep fakes are everywhere. Like and you gotta realize too, Kevin, the perverts and the and the pedophiles are using this guys Mm -hmm. to have their way, so to speak. And uh so I'm I'm saying with them jumping on the bandwagon, I'd put it near half. Because the trans community is not really that big. You'd think it would be big because they're getting all this press and they're getting all this but it's not really that big. We're still a fraction of the the whole entire population right well, so
0: i would say it's less than one tenth of one percent of the entire population but the community and the concept is getting more than 60 to 70 percent of the media
1: yeah exactly so so i'm, I'm betting the deep fakes and the and the um activists who are pretending to be probably about 45 50 of the entire trans community
0: well yeah and then daniel says uh I think the Mulvaney is fake and he is straight. He says he's a lesbian. Yeah, well, he uh, he just announced he, he just announced that he wants to get pregnant.
1: <laughs> yeah, I heard that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, hold on. Jo- John John asks a, a funny question here. Aren't the morbidly obese overly contributing to climate change by consuming far more than yes. their fair share? Yes. Okay. Um, well, on, I Dr. Phil, common sense. on Dr. Phil, there was a woman that uh, came on and said she didn't eat that much. And then they filmed her having breakfast. It was a seven-egg uh, omelet. It was a, a, a full pizza. Uh, it was cake. It was all kinds of just absolutely crazy amounts of food that this woman was uh, was eating to the tune of 10,000 calories just for breakfast. So wow. is this person contributing more to this supposed uh, global warming issue. Well, if it was if global warming was a thing, then I would have to say yes. Because yeah. ten thousand calories for one meal is insane. Uh I'm around two thousand calories a day, maybe.
1: Yeah. A day. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's but then again that there's that's an illness. In my eyes, that's that's an illness. I'll call you back. Yeah. It, well it
0: is an illness. Um it's an addiction. And I did want to talk now a bit about mental illness playing into the LGBTQ community. Uh, I want to get your take on that. I'm going to let you go ahead and say what you want about mental illness and uh, transgenderism. Go ahead.
1: Well, funny thing is most people think we are all mentally ill, and that's not true. You see that gender dysphoria was put on the mental illness list so we could get our surgeries and our treatment. Um, that's what the whole gaff of it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, the the World Health Organization has taken um, uh, gender dysphoria off the mental illness list. Uh, it's not really a mental illness. If you look at the core of the real legitimate transgenders, Kevin, they're very mentally strong people. Okay, we we to survive this internally, you have to be one very strong individual. Plus to survive the attacks from everybody else and all the rhetoric and the intimidation and all this crap, you have to be a strong personality. And that's why our suicide rate's so high, because a lot of weaker people who really don't have that ability to let things bounce off their cheek, they get crushed in the world. The world's come to an end and, and you know, like, I don't think a lot of it is the medications. I think a lot of it is the stress. So, the ones that are left are very, very mentally strong individuals. Among us, yes, there's going to be some mental illness. There's going to be some schizophrenia, and just like there is among any community, right? Yeah. Uh, but not any more than any other community. Uh, I, I don't know a lot of mentally ill transgenders. Uh, a couple I met years, years ago. But all the ones that I know now, I, I would say they're all very mentally solid people. But how how many would you know? Just give us a rough number. I know about a dozen of, uh, of that. Trans- okay, so. and transition together, like
0: gotcha. So yeah. in your sixty years of life, you only know twelve.
1: Oh no no no! In my sixty years, no, I've known well over 200, 300. But okay. I mean, you, know you don't that. know them. You don't know them intimately. You know of them. You see them around. Right. You that kind of stuff. So yeah, but, I mean. You don't really get to know if someone's mentally ill unless you get to know them personally that's not right that. to even assume and unless they're outwardly showing it then you can't hide it but um out of the dozen that i know not none of them i would consider having t- any m- mental illness that would require a treatment from any professional at all i mean we all have small amounts of this is that right <laughs> we got sure. eccentricities and you know and and, and so, with that being said, I mean you don't need a psychiatrist for this or that. <laughs> Those are things you work out yourself. But certainly, well, I mean
0: I suffer from excessive uh, handsomeness, and, and as a result, yeah. people stare at me all the time, and you know it drives me into my little. Cor- yeah, I know, I know. We're just we're playing here. Uh, but Chris, uh, Chris brings up a good point. Okay. Um, real legit transgender people are not mentally ill. That's what you're referring to. Yeah. However, most kids getting on the train have mental issues and are trying to yes. fit in and are not truly trans. So yes. one of the statistics that was released is that more than 60% now, Ellie, of the, the new trans kids have various degrees of autism. So yes. they never fit into society anyway uh, prior to them making this decision. Uh, I just want to get your thoughts on that. Go ahead.
1: That's very true. And I, I saw that in the last couple events uh, of the LGBTs events that I saw. I'm noticing more and more. Now, I don't know if it's specifically just autism or if there's slow learners as well. Uh, I was, sorry, I got wasps here. Um, I was seen as a slow learner when I was a kid, but really I wasn't. I just wasn't interested in what they were trying to teach me. But the Fair kids enough. nowadays, I'm noticing, especially at, at if you watch the videos of that event and the girls that were talking the one called herself a child, and she's 15. Uh, the other one it couldn't even form a full sentence without, without having to break up and go to another sentence. It's like she was over I even had to tell Lisa, please back off. Don't, don't leave her be. Just leave her be, because I was afraid she was going to go into a, a seizure. Yes, I'm noticing a large amount of the key, these kids have way worse issues than gender dysphoria. And I tried telling the father that when I talked with him, he would not listen. So these these parents that are involved, they're they're just so desperate to get their kids well, they'll do anything. And that's what I saw there was that father doing that. So sadly, yes, uh, I would say probably, in my estimation, just my opinion, probably about 70% to 75% are, are... Then
0: I'll make a comment here, Ellie, that um, you may or may not agree with, but when you have kids who don't fit in, whether it be slow learners, like you said, not interested in school, which I wasn't, Mm -hmm. I was called a slow learner because I didn't care about anything in the school. Um, But then you have autism and there's a couple of other things like uh, some people just have issues. Some kids have issues spatially. I forget the name of the condition. ADHD
1: and stuff like that. Not ADHD,
0: but where time means nothing to them where five minutes and an hour means the same thing. They, they can't differentiate. So
1: oh, okay. yeah, they're they
0: awkward just yeah. based on their incapacity to understand the world as everyone else does. So yeah. then you've got teachers finding these kids who don't fit in, want to fit into something, and they just tell them, yeah, you're probably a girl. You're probably a boy. Make, make the switch. You're, you're the opposite of what you were born as. And the kids are falling for it because how does a kid deconstruct an argument like that, thrown at them? As, as a child, I remember being young, if adults said something, I was counting on their age to be the, the determining factor on cleverness. I later found out that most adults were idiots. And now that I'm an adult myself, have been for 35 years, I confirm that. Most are morons. So what defense do these kids have? I guess then, really, I want to get your thoughts on what I just said here, and then I would like you to build on it. Go ahead, please.
1: Well, I, I think you're right um i don't i don't think it's all one specific thing it's not all autism but i would noticed so when i was young we didn't have autism I, we never heard the word um uh, attention deficit disorder we had um uh psychotic tendencies uh personality disorder all this kind of different stuff hyperactivity um, yeah hyperactivity which was usually just too much sugar right um Back in the day, because everything was sweet. But yeah, no, I, I, I have to agree that, um, you know, there's there's so many kids that are being looped because these teachers or counselors pick out that they're, maybe, maybe they get a bad home life as well. That could also contribute to them wanting to be a part of something better. Um, but yeah, I, I believe that these teachers are probably even paid little bonuses for bringing in so many kids. Um, to that ideology, ideology, I'm going to call it, because if they're, if they're not really trans, if they didn't say so on their own, they're not transgender. Um, and it's just a shame that these these they're getting away with this. You know, like I've tried to speak well,
0: it, up. It's predatory oh, behavior, is what it is. It yeah, it's very predatory yeah. behavior.
1: Definitely predatory, and you know, it's it's sick because the the only people who can stop it are standing by, letting it happen.
0: Yes. I'm, just, I'm getting a lot of emails here as we're talking because I mentioned obesity earlier that I don't find obese women um, attractive. Uh, and what I, I just had to point something out here. like I'm being mocked myself for being a little chunky. I've got that little bit of fat right there. you do. Yes, I do. I, and I know you do. I know you noticed.
1: Yeah. And I, I know tire. I got a spare tire. I'm-
0: you turn to be down because of it, yeah but yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, but what I want to say here is that it's it's actually quite easy to not be obese and if you have a quick look at, at my frame right now i mean look at this this is my frame right now i'm actually considered morbidly obese according to the bmi chart all right <laughs> think about that i weigh 202 pounds currently yeah Yeah. so well you're shorter is, than me
1: so yeah that's big i'm sorry what you're shorter than me so that, that I'm five,
0: yeah not quite five foot six yes
1: yeah i'm five six i'm, stocky I'm, as I'm 160 pounds, pounds. Wow, and how tall are you? uh, Five foot
0: six. (laughs) Yeah, I thought so. You're you're about my height. That's right. I I remember that because I I have
1: seen you in person two or three times about three years ago. You were standing lower on lower ground. I think I was up on the pavement, so it seemed like I was taller. But yeah, I'm a little taller than you. So there we go.
0: Yeah. So um, with me being considered morbidly obese, I just want to. I'm saying that because it's kind of a it's a scale. You can get yourself down to my size and still be considered morbidly obese, Yeah. right? It's And and it takes a bit of work to have my frame being 30 pounds lighter than I was just about four months ago. And it's my own fault that I put all that fat on, entirely my fault. I'm just trying to say that it's all about accountability. And it's the same thing in dating. It's the same thing in in transgenderism, putting a wig on. These are all choices that we make. And there's gonna be consequences for every choice that we make. So if you're a guy, stocky like me, and you're putting on a wig and lipstick, and you go to a, a, a women's bathroom and get your ass kicked. That's a choice. Yeah. If, if you decide to be morbidly obese, a big, chunky lady, and then you go on YouTube showing your, your belly off and, and you get mocked for it, that's a choice that you make. We, yeah. it's, why are we not being that? You know, I did want to say today?
1: this about the obesity, though. Yep. There's a lot of people who right now are suffering. Um, what's it called again? That gland. Um, uh, th- thyroid. Okay. The thyroid gland can cause you to either get very thin or very big. And you don't even have to eat. I, I, someone I dated had it and they were gaining weight like, and they were only eating like an apple and a little yogurt at lunch and a small dinner and they were gaining weight. I, it's just the thyroid, right? So thyroid problems right now are large because of the vaccines or whatever the jibby jabs. And so consider that when you're making assessments about say obesity i consider obesity when you're an outlandishly large weight i I just consider people bigger or you know regular or thin right like i don't um morbidly obese doesn't come into you're like 150 200 pounds over your weight in my books like because i grew up with a big family right (laughs) Right. and you know like i said i was always very sensitive to their to they're being attacked and stuff. So I kind of generalized things so that people could still say stuff and not be hurtful. It was just, it was never really meant to be hurtful back then, but it was. It, and then now it's, it's they're calling everybody morbidly this and morbidly that. They're just,
0: All right. Well, Chris makes a point here. So Chris is down over 100 pounds. So congratulations. Oh, congratulations. And, and I've seen Chris live on Skype uh, and she's a good looking gal now. So, <laughs> It, it's really, it's all about choices. And if you do have hyperthyroidism, it's real easy to go get checked out yeah. and, and talk to a professional and get the appropriate tests done. Yeah. And then from there, be an adult and make your own choices. Let's get back to, uh, to the schools now. Yeah. Uh, we've got this coming Wednesday, the 20th of September, there's going to be walkouts all over Canada uh, fighting this transgender, um, radical leftist, LGBTQ, like it's just called what is it is, pedophile um um, policies in our schools i want to get your thoughts on that go ahead
1: it's something that um i warned people about and nobody wanted to listen Um, they're doing it uh they're introducing pedophiles they they started calling them maps Uh, they want these kids to accept them as just another type of people and this is the integration of pedophiles into the school system Hence why they're getting them to consent to things, different stuff. They're making them feel like they're big people and consenting to stuff. Well, they have no clue what they're consenting to when they consent to sex with a pedophile. And I will, with everything I have, stand against this. I will not uh, sit back and let them get away with this. And in my advice to, to parents, I, I, sh- I would be pulling... If I had young kids home, I'd be pulling them out of school and homeschooling them or finding a way to homeschool them. There's teachers' pods. There's all different kinds of stuff from teachers that were let go during COVID and stuff. So they have pods going. You can get into those. You can Different parents can take over teaching for a day or whatever. There's ways to work it. But you can teach your kids at home probably a better valuable education than they'll ever get in a school where they're teaching all this crap.
0: And there's a lot of really good YouTube channels. Out there. I hate YouTube, but there's a lot of good channels out there of people who just educate. Yeah, That's all they do. They just educate. Yeah, you know, and, and I've been finding those channels. And I'm going to start making a list in the next couple of weeks about which channels to go to if you actually want to learn something of value. Yeah, Because there's nothing being taught of any particular value in our schools right now, period. Mm-hmm. All right, getting back to the radical leftist Antifa morons. I, I want to get you to maybe... You're, for those who joined us late, Ellie over here is in the province of Ontario. Um, got surgery done to be tra- to transition from a man to a woman. So, like, was dedicated to the craft and, and and the cause, but is shunned completely by the radical left LGBTQs because Ellie will talk to people like myself and agrees with people like myself. Uh, what's your message to the radical leftist LGBTQs? This is the one I got to hear the most. Please go ahead.
1: I'm coming for you. (laughs) I'm going to be at your events. Me and my bullhorns will be there. We will be loud and we're coming for you. You I was
0: expecting something a bit longer, but I love it.
1: (laughs) That's as simple as you can get right there, Kevin.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, I I want to say the same thing, but you know that they'll just call me a racist and a hater and all that nonsense. It's just Mm -hmm. how it is. Uh, all right, Ellie, so I'm going to put your uh, your links back up. Just let everyone know right now, if you could, how they can find you. Go ahead.
1: Okay, well, I'm on Facebook. It's uh, Ellie Sophia Rossetti. I'm on Rumble at Truth Inc. i I'm okay. on BitChute at uh, Custanelli's Place. Uh, I'm on uh, Brighton at Casanelli's Place. I'm I'm everywhere, either at Ellie's Place, Casanelli's Place, or Truth Inc. And... Uh, or Ellie Rossetti. So basically, you know, if you have questions, you want to know stuff, message me. Uh, I'll I'll chat with you, right? I'm not one of these snowflakes that's gonna get all offended. Just be respectful. That's all I asked.
0: Yeah, for sure. And and Ellie, I, I can confirm that the reason that you and I talk is because you return messages. I I call you, you answer. Um, mm-hmm. I, I email you, you answer. So I can actually say honestly that you do exactly what you say that you do and thank you very much for that ellie it's always a pleasure to have you on board thank you so much for being here you know i i, I appreciate the fact that somebody who was as dedicated to the craft as you are yeah, you know, has come out and just flat out said that this is not good for our society or our kids so thank you very much for that
1: thanks for having
0: me on uh, you're very welcome take care of yourself